Hey everyone, it's Sarah. I'm jumping in before the start of this episode because as you'll see, Adam and I get a little distracted as we're known to do and do not provide you with a lot of real information. So just wanted you to know that we are taking Christmas off. We have this episode out on December 20th. We will have a New Year's episode out on December 31st, and then we'll be back on our normal weekly cadence starting Wednesday, January 10th. So have a great holiday. Thanks for listening. We love you all. very much in favor of the counting of points. Does it work for you? No. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Run Through, your favorite figure skating podcast where we talk about all the things that make us kiss, make us cry. I'm Adam Rippon. I'm here with not Olympic champion Sarah Hughes. Sarah, how are you? Wow, I'm doing great. I'm fresh off of a week full of holiday parties in New York, which is an easy segue into our special guest today who hosted (laughs) the last of my holiday parties of the week, Andrea Joyce, Hall of Famer. Yes, very important. (laughs) Hi, guys. Hall of Fame party thrower is what we should, you know, we should always preface this. That's so true. You're fir- you're first a party thrower and second a broadcaster. Exactly. 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 That's the fine mm-hmm. print. <laughs> yes. And just so everybody knows, this is real life. On Tuesday of last week, Andrea was inducted into the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame. So, Adam, insert is... like some applause on the soundboard for that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Andrea, That one, it's amazing. Two, does it feel weird that you're in the Hall of Fame? To you, not to, to me. No, I've always seen you as a Hall of Famer. Obviously, I, d- I don't. I don't know if it's weird. I think it's more surreal. Is surreal the same as weird? I don't know. It's just like I don't. It was like an out of body experience. Like when. So let's go back a couple of years, right? Please, want to yes. hear the backstory? Let's well, take me know. out of where we are I, now, please. I did not. <laughs> I did not even know that this existed. I didn't even know it was a thing. And a couple of years ago, somebody said you were on the ballot for the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame. And I said, the president. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. And then as an independent. And then and then they said, and then they said, you lost to Charles Barkley. And I thought, well, that's odd. How could I be in the same category as Charles Barkley? And if by chance I ever were to be on a ballot again, I I would not think that this would be anything I would ever win because how can I be compared to people like Charles Barkley? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, I don't know if someone misspoke or whatever it was. I just thought it's off my radar and I'm not mm-hmm. paying attention. And um, and then I got a call this summer and from my friend Leslie Visser, and she said, they're going to call you tomorrow and give you the official word, but I'm just telling you now because I know you, you're in. You got voted into the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame. And I said, get out. (laughs) I fell over. I couldn't believe it. Um, You know, and then you look at the people who are in um, it's yeah, it's, it's more surreal than anything. You know what? I'm going to say something and I don't know. This is the platform to say something. So so, (laughs) we're begging you, please say something. But whenever I try to say this to people, they say, well, she's just fishing for compliments, but I'm not, I'm truly not. I have never considered myself to be, on the A team. I have never, other than figure skating, like where, you know, I I feel Mm -hmm. like figure skating is an A team event. But when I was, when I was coming up in the business and when I was doing college football and college basketball and, and doing NBA, I was never on the A game. I was always the reporter on the B game or the whatever. I, you know, when people were doing NFL games, I was doing a dog show, you know, like whatever, like, but, but I was always happy to work. And (laughs) I never, and I didn't, didn't, dog shows now. Yeah. But I never, I, you know, I never, ever, it wasn't that I didn't aspire to be like, I was never the, you know, back in the day when the Monday night football game was the biggest thing on the planet. I was never even considered, I don't think, as the sideline reporter for, for Monday night football. I was never, when, when we did the final four, most years I did the women's final four and not the men's final four, you know, so, so, mm-hmm. but, but I was always happy to work. My feeling is that an org, 
my thought always was that an organization like this, like this Sports Broadcasters Hall of Fame, wouldn't necessarily recognize that, that they wouldn't like I never thought that that would be in my, you know, like I would be in that category with all those people because it's Pat Summerall. It's, you know, Chris Collins. I mean, it's it's a game people. And so I you know, so again, I just felt like for me, it was it was unbelievable because I felt like they looked beyond the superstars and said, what about the workhorses too? You know, the people who are out there just mm-hmm. working and the people who are willing to pull cable and the people who are, you know, will go back to Beijing three weeks, you know, two, three days after they came home from the Olympics and go back and do the Paralympics, you know. And I felt like more than anything, that was what I was proudest of is that I represented, I represented all the little people figuratively and literally. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, I mean, I know it sounds silly because because, you know, listen, figure skating and gymnastics are a sports and everything else. And, you know, and I'm honored to be on those. But I just feel like, you know, my whole I, I've been so lucky to be able to work for so many years. But I've never considered myself as like the star in the business. And so I always thought that it was the stars who would get this kind of recognition. So no, and the other thing is, you know, Andrea and I obviously work together at NBC And I feel like we've always shared this philosophy of like, we'll talk to anyone, we'll interview anyone, like everyone is worth interviewing, everybody has a story to tell. And like the coolest part about our jobs is that we get to tell stories that maybe wouldn't get told otherwise. So like in the sense of you talking about little people, quote unquote, like, you're always game to like, let's talk to this person who is probably not going to win this event, but we think they're interesting or like, let's just see what they're about. We'll talk to anyone, which is why you're so beloved beloved by all the athletes. And and at the end of the day, I mean, that is the reason why we're out there. We're out there to share those stories. And sometimes the gold medal winners aren't the best stories. You know, I mean, it's just the fact, right? I mean, we all know Mm -hmm. that. Um, But anyway, so thank you for letting me get that off my chest because I tried to say it a couple of times. I said Tuesday night and people were like, oh, you're a star, you know, oh, you're a star. And I said, no, I'm not, I'm not, I've never <laughs> And we're here to tell you. You're yeah. not a star, you're not. <laughs> Thank you. And that's our episode. Thank you for agreeing with me. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Thanks for listening. We're done. Um, no, but you're, I mean, you, there is something Sarah did share with me that you told this really good story at your ceremony. And I hope that that's what you're leading into, Sarah, because yeah, okay. you wouldn't I let thought, me know anything about it. Yeah. So I thought Andrea had, I'm biased, but I thought Andrea had the best speech of all nine inductees on Monday or on Tuesday night. My kids thought I had the best one too. My boys thought I had the best one. So that was cool. That was very yeah, cool. So, and they're not biased either. No, um, no. So, um, but no, actually, the, like, actually, they highlight. would be the first ones. Actually, they would be the first ones to say, "Mom, you sucked." <laughs> and and they told us that, but they told you something different. But beside the point. Um. But I thought that like a highlight of your speech was a story that, first of all, I was shocked that you told a story that I had never heard before because <laughs> we have talked so much over so many drinks at so many events that I feel like I have lived Andrea's whole career. And she told a story in her speech that I had never heard about something that happened to her at the, her, the Dallas news station. And I told Adam, I was like, it's so good. I want to ask her to tell it Wait, which on the one? podcast. Which one? The one about the Pope. Oh, no, that was in Wichita. No, that was in oh, Wichita. Wichita. Okay, was I thought it was Wichita. Dallas. Oh, okay. great. I've Sarah's already, already. Oh, Adam, already this yeah. is why I couldn't tell the story, and Andrea has to tell it. Yes. You are going to love this story. And it I was, know I will. I wasn't I going I to keep it in, and then Harry said, no, you have to tell that story. And I said, well, it's not sports. And he said, no, but you have to tell people what it was like growing up in this business in the you know late 70s, early 80s, when my first job was to do the weather because I couldn't get a news job. God forbid anybody even think of a woman doing sports. I couldn't even do news. So I finally get a chance to do, I'm the co-anchor of the news. It's Action 12. You know, it was like one of those, like, you know, it was just like Anchorman. Did you see that movie, Adam? Yes. Yes. I'm okay. familiar. Okay. So uh, you <laughs> Your know, origin so, story. So yes. my line, so my line to the crowd was, you know, you all thought that Anchorman was a comedy. It's actually a documentary. I mean, like it's <laughs> actually a documentary because that stuff, happened to me. And the the guys who sat on the set 
were just like the guys in Anchorman. Like they, they just tried to make me mess up and tried to make me laugh. And they just thought it was funny because I was the girl. Right. And they had Mm -hmm. never had a woman on the set doing anything. And so they would do anything they could. And they thought this was funny. Right. So the sports guy on Thursdays had a taxidermy segment. Not a lot of okay. sports in Dallas, you know. So this he, is like I mean, the yeah. most local so he, news thing ever to have a taxidermy yeah. segment. Segment, taxidermy segment. A segment. Every segment. <laughs> like big, like big, like like you know, like like animals, like muskrats and like birds, and you know, all kinds of all kinds oh of like weird God. looking things, and they're all stuffed. And then he's going to talk about the stuffed bird once I get done with the news. Right. So I'm reading voiceover copy oh about the Pope who had just died. The Pope mm. had died. And he's pecking me on the shoulder with a bird. And I'm trying to read and I'm going like this. And everybody in the studio is cracking up. And he keeps going like this. And he'd do one and then he'd go, one, two, three. And he'd go. And, I, and I'm like this. I'm trying not to look. And I'm like, my voice is quivering. And I thought, well, that's it. I'm freaking fired for sure, you know. And right. I, so, you know, I get done and it's all voiceover. So nobody can see me, but my voice is just like this, like, you know, and I'm trying not to laugh. People are snorting, you know, in the studio. And and the news director calls me into the office and he says, you know, the switchboard lit up while you were reading about the Pope. And I'm getting ready to pack my stuff. You know, I thought, well, that's it. I'm, you know, I'm done. Right. I'm laughing. I'm laughing while the Pope is dead. And um, <laughs> and he and he says, the the viewers were so touched oh, that you God. were moved to tears <laughs> because the Pope died. <laughs> That I survived that was like, I remember thinking, okay, I'm I'm still going to go to hell, you know, because I laughed, you know. (laughs) But at least I'll have a job on earth. (laughs) But I still had a job. job. Oh my God. Oh, that was worth the wait. That was the stuff that they did though to me. And it was, you know, and, and, and as I said in my speech, I said, you know, today, all of that is so inappropriate and it's not politically correct. And you're like, you know, women would sue and people would, you know, and men wouldn't do that today. Or maybe, maybe they do. I don't know. But I, you know, but back then it just, that stuff just happened and you just moved on. You just move on. You don't get mad at anybody. You just move on and you think, I just have to survive and, you know, get to the next place or get to the next, day get to the next story you know? oh i never told you that story sarah i'm surprised i don't think i had ever heard that story which made it just so much better to oh hear it gosh. fresh oh in gosh. the ballroom yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to hear something fresh in the ballroom and by the way i went to like i said i went to four straight parties last week and every night of the week people asked me about how tuesday went and i told them that story <laughs> So I have told half of New York City. She deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just for that. <laughs> Literally. I, I, Yes. And by the way, I told Adam, like Adam did an interview, listeners, Adam did an interview, a video interview for Andrea's Hall of Fame reel oh, talking mm-hmm. about her. Hey. And he was uh, the the star of the videos. So I, so I, will, <laughs> I will say, I will say that I thought, you know, and May, Maeve Kelly and you, Sarah and Alexa Pritting, you know, so many people helped put that video together. And I didn't see it until we got there that night. That was the first time I saw it. And so I knew a few people who were interviewed, but Adam, I didn't know you were going to be in it. And, um, and I did, you miss it. did you see the video? It's, oh, you were, you were so perfect. You got the biggest laugh. I mean, it was so perfect. And the video itself was just so incredibly well done. I mean, it was just, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was the best video personally. I'm, you know, I'm, Again, it I'm was. biased, but I thought it was the best video. Just the way it was constructed and the way it was put together and the different people who were in it. And, you know, it was poignant, but funny. And yeah, all of all. Oh, of- and Maeve just found the most incredible old footage and pictures of you that I showed the video to Adam, by the way. He had seen it's it. It's fabulous. Okay, and so what Harry, just, so yeah, what Harry and I do not have in our like stacks and stacks of VHS tapes, you know, like in the in the basement, we don't have anything from when we worked together in Colorado, in Denver. And so she found that clip where Harry was anchoring the news and he pitched it to me out in the field at some flood, you know, or something. <laughs> and like for the two of us to be on this, that was... For us, it was priceless. I mean, it was so unbelievable. It, it was it was terrific. It was so great. Uh, the only thing I worry about is that, so Maeve worked on this 
she worked so hard on it and she was home a lot because she was pregnant. She just had a baby, right? Mm-hmm. What a month ago, not even a month, three weeks ago. So she's, I'm thinking when I was pregnant, you know, you played Mozart and you played for your unborn child, you played Beethoven, you know, for your <laughs> unborn baby. And they say it's supposed to stimulate their intelligence. <laughs> and I'm thinking this poor baby had to listen to me for <laughs> For five hours a day. Oh, this baby is going to be a great interviewer, great storyteller. Oh, a oh, million. This you're great. the Mozart of attitude. our time. <laughs> <laughs> to me, every time I hear your voice, it's like hearing a classical song. <laughs> That's it's true. Just like Mozart, in fact. Yeah. Adam, it's exactly next time like he chore- next time Adam chore- choreographs a program, he's going to mix in your voice, kind of like when Camilla put in Christine Brennan saying she was doping <laughs> in her program. She did yes. not. Oh, she yeah. did. Yes. Oh, she. Yes. What? So oh, you know yeah. the Russians are banned, obviously, from competing, yeah. as you know. Yeah. But they still do some of their little, you know, domestic events and whatever. They're doing their own Grand Prix or whatever, and nationals and test skates. And last year, you know, at the start of the 2022 season, right, Adam, last fall, mm-hmm. post Beijing, Camilla came out with this new free skate and it was like about her doping plight. And it started with like, oh, it yeah. had some VOs of American newscasters talking about her doping and Christine Brennan's voice was in it. <laughs> oh my, I have to, you have to send that to me if you find it. I would love to oh, see it. I will find it. And then what we'll music, find it. and then what music do you put to that then? <laughs> in it, whatever you want, you put whatever you want. If, if Christine Brennan is one of the artists listed for your piece of music that you're skating to, it doesn't matter what that music is. Yeah, her voice will go it, with anything. It it applies to any situation. Exactly. She can do anything. Sports, USA Today, CNN, she can do it all. So yeah. it can go oh, with free skates. Oh, gosh, that's funny. <laughs> I wonder well, if she knows. I wonder if she knows she's in it. We should. Oh, she, she knows. knows. She knows. Yeah. Is yeah. she not she happy? Po- I think I originally found out because she tweeted about it. Maybe I don't remember, but she definitely knows. I mean, I feel like it's kind of like that's a badge of honor. I think. I don't yeah. See, that's oh, yeah. I, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, that, in somebody's the, skating. Yeah. You'll. I'm sure that you'll make it there. I mean, before Christine <laughs> Brennan, the last American journalist to be in a Russian figure skating program was Katie Couric. In a 9-11 themed oh program. my god yes do you remember when veg did the 9-11 program andrea medvedeva oh right yes right. and the voice of katie couric was in it talking about the terrorist attacks so. she was truly the last morning show personality i thought would make an appearance at the world championships yeah you thought it'd be reese witherspoon or jennifer aniston yes i thought <laughs> exactly. it'd be actresses from exactly. the morning show wow yes. no i have to i have to get better at finding these things online these are this is very interesting wow you guys are amazing oh i mean listen we've we've learned from you the best on how <laughs> to so gather true. knowledge to dig, to dig until you get something right <laughs> oh, yes. And we we like to dig. And, you know, I, I think just based on these last few stories that we've gotten to tell you about skating, I have to imagine skating probably holds a very special place in your heart. It's got to yes. be one of your favorite ones. It is. Do you have any sort of situation in skating that you couldn't believe what was happening while you were there at some sort of event, whether no matter how big or small the event was, are there any events that stick out in your mind? I mean, obviously, 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 you know, Beijing with the, you know, with the women, I mean, that was, you know, and I I remember standing there, I was in the, um, in the mix zone and, and everyone was scrambling because remind me who, who's the, who's, who's the Russian skater who won the silver? A Trusova. Yes. And she thought and she thought she should win gold, right? Yeah. Yes. So just to watch the drama within the drama, because everyone thought at first that she was mad because Camila was off the podium and that she had been so, you know, maybe what they thought was right. Mistaken. We weren't sure what she was upset about. Right. Mm-hmm. So so uh, so people are asking me, can you know, and I can see her and she was hiding behind a pole. And mm-hmm. I thought and they're and they're trying to get them out there for the medal ceremony. And I thought. I've I've done 16 Olympics and I've never seen someone hide and not go out for a podium. I've never seen like ever. Mm-hmm. And you always mm-hmm. are 
grateful or at least you act grateful for whatever you win. And even if you thought you should have, won, I don't know, but I've never seen anything like that. And I remember taking my mic and kind of leaving the, the mix zone area and kind of walking toward the pole and saying, she's over here. That whole thing was so bizarre. That was very, very bizarre. I mean, I was around for the whole Tanya Nancy thing. Um, and I wasn't covering skating every single day. I wasn't covering skating every single day of the Olympics. I would fill in for Tracy when Tracy Wilson did the ice dance, but we were around and we had done a lot of stuff leading up. So I had done a lot of stuff with Nancy Kerrigan and with her family and when that whole thing happened, I mean, that was that that was truly, truly ripped out of the pages of a tabloid. I mean, that was that was oh, unbelievable. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, it, I, I don't know that beyond those things, you know, the, the obvious ones, I don't know that there was ever anything that, well, Nathan Chen, you know, what? how did he injure himself during the gala? I mean, that was a bizarre oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, my God, but that's right. <gasps> we're at a gala and he goes down. And we're thinking, yes. this is no, there's no way this just happened. I mean, it, it's a gala. People are pulling costumes out of the bottom of their bags and they're not even, you know, <laughs> like, it, like it just wasn't, you know, it used, She's some looking people right take it seriously, me. but some, I know some people take it. I shouldn't say that some people take it seriously. And then there are others who kind of plant it at the Don't. last minute, pull it out of the bottom of the bag, you know, whatever. But I do remember the next year when he came back for the gala, he sat up like he was getting ready to do that same jump, whatever it was. And then he kind of just stopped and he went. He shook his finger and said, no, 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 no. And he had such a great <laughs> sense of humor about it. But um, I'm trying to think if there's if there's anything else that was so bizarre. Maybe. Oh, I know. I well, now that you got me going. Um, so I'm trying to that think was of our plan. Year. I'm trying to think <laughs> of the year that Ashley did. So it would have been the Olympics before. So Ashley made which Olympics? She was in 2014. Sochi. OK, so so for Vancouver. Mm -hmm. So for Vancouver, they decide um USA figure skating had some kind of a deal with Verizon or AT&T or somebody. And this is like, brand, you know, everybody's using cell phones and everybody's, you know, it's like a new thing and everybody's texting and doing all this stuff. And they decided to put all of the women on a couch and then, and then decide um, oh my God, to let them right. know, to let them know in that way. I'm sure today they would look back at that and say, that probably wasn't the, the best way to do it. And, <laughs> And I used to have them find out on live TV via text message whether they made the Olympics. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we still not. find out via text, Andrea. I got right, a text. You're not on TV, but you're not on live TV. Uh, no, but I, 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 and but I think that's where I would have text. Did you find out with yes, a text? Really, with a text message? Yes, but I wasn't on a couch with my peers. I think yeah. no, you were on a bed with your peers because I think I was on the bed. <laughs> yes, I think that's true. <laughs> But, but we weren't being me. filmed. And then, and then I remember, and then I remember Ashley kind of, again, like, you know, hi, like just leaving the shot. And I thought, oh my God, I cannot believe that she had to do that, that she had to be there for that. And, I, and, and to her credit, to all of their credits, you know, they were all so, Rachel Flat. I'm trying to think of who else it was, you know, they were all so, they, they handled it beautifully, much better than me. I was kind of like aghast. I was just like, oh. Like, how can this happen? I just, and I didn't know what to do. And I, and I went over and I got Ashley and I said, you know, please come over. Can we talk to you? You know, I didn't want, mm -hmm. it, it just, it was, it was very uncomfortable. And I thought, um, I, I thought that was a bizarre thing that was, and they never did that again. I think that, I think everybody realized that there might be a better way to do that. But, um, but that was wacky. That was I wacky. mean, you always, you just have this talent of like, no matter what had happened out there, Everybody always feels so comfortable to talk to you about whatever. And like well. you can you can always ask those tough questions because I don't know, everybody just loves you. And we know that like we've got to answer the tough question sometimes. Right. Right. And so I mean, even in those uncomfortable situations, I know and I think I can speak for a, almost all the athletes that um in those uncomfortable situations, you're probably the only person we would ever actually talk oh to. that's well that means the world to me but um you know what I, I obviously I've been around for a long long time and I knew you when you were a junior and you know so so knowing people for a long time helps but what I also hope is that what what every athlete in any sport realizes is that I'm not out there to get them I'm not out there to you know I'm not out there to ruin anybody's life I don't you know it's, I'm I, you know if I had my choice everybody would be on a Wheaties box all of you everybody you know I want everyone to win I want you know I want medal I want gold medals for everybody and I want everyone to 
you know, you don't want anyone to to suffer or to do poorly. But when that does happen, obviously, you know, you can't be afraid to ask the question, you know, and, you know, what happened or, you know, you and, and if you do it with some kind of sensitivity um, and just I don't, just treat people like human beings, you know, it's I, I think that that's really what it comes down to. It's pretty simple. Yeah. And then I, I have another question, you know, yeah. without naming any names, has there ever been an interview where you left the interview and you thought, what? the fuck were they saying and yes. then if you want or, to name names or, who or, was or, it? or what were they or what were they not saying yes <laughs> i can say yes for sure there have been those interviews for so, andrea i, I won't so, name names on her behalf i i won't name a name but but i will say though um actually adam you were there and i will just say that there was and an it was me where, okay go on no it was not you but um but i interviewed <laughs> someone and it was like a little bit of a surprise and everything else and um this person was relatively new on the scene and I, you know, I, I coach, I coach up and coming reporters on, you know, mm -hmm. how to, how to ask questions and what questions not to ask. Don't ask a yes, no question. Don't, um, don't make a statement. You know, you want to do the what, where, when, how, you know, you want to actually get some information. You want to get inside somebody's head. You want to know what were they feeling? What were they thinking without saying, how do you feel? You know, so you have all these rules, you know, and so I know all the rules because I, I coach people so that, you know, I can help them be better interviewers. And, um, and I remember talking to this person and I think I asked nine questions and the interview lasted 32 seconds. <laughs> the quickest one word answers. It was then, the vanity and remember, fair. And then I remember getting done and thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. How did that happen? Yeah, it was the vanity fair lie detector test that you were giving. <laughs> oh wow that's got to be frustrating but um but but then there've been funny ones though too and you know when we were in um when we were in um in Torino Mary Carrillo was doing a really funny show called Olympic Ice I and, remember it vividly oh it just like the most clever like it was not People said, "Well, you're making fun of figure skating." And they said, "No, no, 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 no. This is this is putting figure skating on this pedestal and giving it all the love and all the you know. There, nothing was disrespectful. It was and just letting it be fun. Letting it be fun. I mean, the the if you've never seen, yeah, it's somewhere on YouTube, I'm sure. But uh, the night of the of the women's back then, the ladies free skate, they did a tease. And the and the whole tease was it's ladies' night and people were like you know doing can can dancing and just <laughs> the cameramen were you know whooping it up. I mean it was just it was a celebration. I mean it was truly a celebration of the sport. But um, I remember that oftentimes um, I I don't know what was going on with the with the primetime show or whatever, but oftentimes they did not want my interviews. We didn't have a lot of Americans who were doing really really well, and oftentimes there were people who didn't really speak English who were doing well. And so Mary Carrillo would say, interview everybody. I want you mm -hmm. to interview everyone. I don't care if they speak English. And so I would interview people who did not speak English and it would always make her show. And it was, <laughs> it was great. It was <laughs> that's where I fell in love with Mary Carrillo on Olympic oh. ice in 2000. It was, she was so phenomenal. Like she, that, that was, was such a good show. She is brilliant. I, I will say she is the funniest person. One of the things I said in my speech at the Hall of Fame is that we have this, we started this club like 25 years ago. It's called Girls Night Out. And the whole idea was that we were going to, all these women were going to get together in sports television, people in front of the camera, behind the camera, and we were going to get together and we were going to create, you know, do female driven content. And then we never did anything. We got together and drank. And then we'd say, next time we'll come up with ideas for shows. And um, to her credit, my friend Suzanne Smith started a TV show called We Need to Talk, which is on CBS cable network. You know, So she did start that. The rest of us did nothing. But we grew this club. And so it's it's really like Leslie Visser, um, Mary Carrillo, a couple of other women I worked with at CBS. And then whenever we have a get together, we invite whoever we think is in town. We invite the younger generation, you know, and we expand so that people feel, women feel supported in the business. We get together at least a couple times a year. The text chain, though, that we have with Carrillo mm -hmm. is, and Visser is the most hilarious, no matter what funk you're in. You, you, this text chain, you hear from these people at least three times a week. And the things that they say, I mean, you could have 
something horrible had just happened to you and they will make you laugh so hard. Like, well, but was it as bad as blah, 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 you know? <laughs> and, it's, and it's Mary, it's Carrillo and Visser who are just, you know, it's, I, so I feel incredibly, incredibly lucky to have them as, as close friends. When I, when I got the, when I got the word that I was being inducted into the hall of fame, Carrillo sent me, um, not Carrillo, um, Visser sent me uh, a reporter Barbie. She sent me like, like, like a reporter Barbie, which I was going to take up as a prop. But Harry said, no, no. He said, just get to your speech and get off the stage. <laughs> no get on with it. Get, <laughs> get on, on with, with it. it. No yeah. props. Anyway, sorry, I'm blabbing. I'm led by way No, that's literally, blabbing. this is why you're here, because you're a plethora of knowledge. You're an <laughs> endless fountain of entertainment. Um, True. And uh, so, you know, we, this is, you know, we talk about like the, the figure skating season here and we're yes. getting ready for the national championships. You've been to the yes. national championships multiple times. I've yes. seen you there, to yes. be honest. I've seen you there a few times. Um, You're so this, happy. You're going to be there. Oh, I'm going to, and I wouldn't miss it because now I get to um, work Wait, with a I, Hall of Famer. Yes, Can I stop please. for one second? You may. Yeah. So you asked me, were there interviews that were so weird or was so bad or whatever? But can I say the best interview I ever got in my life? Yes, please. A figure skater, the best answer I ever got in my life. I'm ready. Andrea, I'm a witch. You can't kill me. (laughs) (laughs) The best answer answer to any question. All I said, I was innocent enough. I did not Mm -hmm. provoke this. All I said was, you know... 26 years old you know what what you know what however i asked it i you, think you said a, so this was when adam had just won his national title in 2016 it was his first national title but he was but and, he was, we're 26 and i think you? what you phrased it yes. was you're you know you're here you're 26 years old what does that you know say to you <laughs> he goes that and i'm like a uh, witch and you, you can't, can't kill, kill me. me he's like crying through it too which yeah. is so funny the the <laughs> craziest part about me is that i said it through the veil of emotion not through comedy i chose everything except comedy i and i went through the emotion of drama of of success and that's what's so crazy 26 years old some people have written you off what message are you sending with this performance and with this title i'm like a witch and you can't kill me i keep coming back every year and every year i get better that's also not even the craziest thing i think i've said to you but it's a well, really it good. The first, it, 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 it's, it was pretty crazy. I mean, it was it was, it was <laughs> worthy of being put on a T-shirt. Not to name I mean, any was... names, but you are pretty crazy. There's an interview where one before... of my favorite ones was <laughs> when um, he got second at Skate America in 2017. He like dislocated his shoulder and like kept going, kept skating, mm-hmm. finished oh, his you... free skate. You got second, right, Adam? Yes. And and Andrea interviewed you afterwards, and you're like, I want my money. I want my check. I remember yes. Johnny and Tara having their jaws on the floor as you said that to Andrea because they were just like, we just never could have talked like that when we skated. And we and we were all just like, I guess he just said it on live TV, so it's done now. I guess it's over. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So much fun. Yeah. So those I honestly, honestly, and I'm not just saying it because, you know, you're sitting here on this podcast with with us, but um, but honestly, like I always knew that I could count on you to just at least at least not speak in cliches or whatever. I don't know if you knew what happened um in Pyeongchang, but th- so there's a um there was a radio show. What was the radio show? Wait, wait, don't tell me. Yes. And so Mo It was wait, wait, don't tell me. Mo Rocca yes. was did you know this story? Mo Rocca was oh, one yeah. of the, was one of the guests. And he said something like, I just wanna have a friend like Andy. I wanna have, you know, because you had been, you know, and, and they talked about you and then they said, but we want her to be our friend. And then Sarah, you had to show me how to go on Twitter, <laughs> I think, and say, I'll be your friend. <laughs> I didn't know how to yes. Yeah, they were talking about how Adam would would always during the 2018 Olympics address Andrea by name as he started his answer in the interview. He'd he'd pause and he'd go, Andrea, Andrea. yeah, or Andy, <laughs> yeah, or but Andy. you know when and we were at the like Olympics, when we were at the yeah. Olympics, we just we it felt like we were just being you know we were interviewing all the time. It felt like right? every other day. It was so well, yeah because we would get you after practice every day. Yeah, we get was you after so each great. program and after so the great. team event. 
Yeah. Have we said how much constant. we miss you, Adam? Could you please come back? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wouldn't you come back I, in, as in Paris? We could use we we need some new we might need some new life in pairs. Well, Adam told me that he went to a public skate last week and mm-hmm. a day later couldn't move his neck. So it's feeling like he's got a long <laughs> way to go. Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't be what you wanted. It definitely wouldn't be what you wanted. Um, but it might be what we need. That that's that could be true. That could that's be true. true. Andrea, what do we need at Nationals this year? What do you need to feel like it's going to be a great Nationals? What are you expecting? Who are you excited um, for? I well, I I think that I think that Ilya obviously brings a lot of excitement. You know, I um, but I will say, looking back at at Grand Prix finals, um, watching Shoma, mm-hmm. I just I was so I just fell in love with him all over again. Totally. Like you forget, you forget how, and this poor guy behind one group, they leave, then he's behind another group. You know, it's, I sort of feel like, well, he's the Andrea Joyce of maybe he's, well, of course he is a three-time <laughs> world champion. So I guess he's, you know, <laughs> I guess I, I guess I can't really compare myself to him. No, um, there are worse <laughs> things to call someone than the Andrea Joyce of figure skating. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. That was so wrong. Um, that's so wrong. No, but but he but he's he's always like I mean he's world champion, but you know I just feel like he's always in. He some... spent a lot of time in other people's shadows. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and now and now with 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 the way that Ilya skated was just so incredible. Um, you know, so but I fell in love with Shoma all over again. But of course he won't be at our nationals. But um, so it's always exciting. So I think that Ilya brings a certain buzz and a certain vibe that's that's fun. Um, I would love to see Isabeau um, do really well. I you know we love her. She's she's so charming and. Um, I keep forgetting. I think we all keep forgetting that she's just sixteen. She's mm-hmm. yeah, right? she's so young. And um, I, you know, I, I think that I, I hope she sticks around, and I hope that you know, I hope that she's got some longevity in the sport. You know, I look at Alyssa Liu, and how old was Alyssa when she decided to leave? Um, I think seventeen when she, was, when she yeah, retired. She was, yeah, right. I mean, she went what she won her first nationals when she was fourteen, and then said, okay, you know, it's so. Um, and I think that. I secretly, there's a part of me that is hoping that Alexa and Brandon would come back somehow. I don't think they will. You guys know better than me, but, you know, I... I don't know that we know much more or better than you. Um, wouldn't you love Wouldn't you love to see them come back, though? Wouldn't you love to see them come back? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of I think, course. yeah, we all would. I mean, and then I Maddie, and then Maddie and And then Maddie and Evan, I mean, you know, how spectacular yes. were they? I can't even... They, what, what they did all season, but, but particularly at the Grand Prix final was just mesmerizing. I, you know, it's, it's almost, it's hard. I was, I was actually glad that I wasn't there to have to interview them because I would be afraid that I would be like, like not be able to like even speak because I was just so, I was just so blown away by how they, how they skated, you know, it was really just something. And then there's always somebody who pops up, right, at Nationals. Who are you guys looking forward to seeing? I love seeing Amber. I love seeing Amber out there every time, just like. Oh, you know, we love Amber. I love, yeah, we love Amber. Amber. I love Amber. And I'm, you know, and I'm just every, you know, every time I, I'm not very religious, but, you know, boy, I'd get down on my knees and just say, please, God, let her have two clean programs together because she's so <laughs> awesome. She's yeah, so awesome. I'd like to too. see two together, right? You know, because, yes. you know. Yeah, no, we gathered you weren't religious when the first story you told us was you laughed through the Pope's death. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you sort of gave yourself away pretty early there. Yeah. (laughs) But thanks for clarifying, Andrea. Thank you. (laughs) St. Pat's tomorrow and light a candle. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for us just to all to be together at nationals. I would say yes. I'm I'm excited about the the Jersey girls, Lindsay oh, Thorngren yeah. and Ava oh, Marie yes. Ziegler. Yes, yes. You I, called course, NHK Trophy too, didn't you, Andrea? Did you call NHK Trophy or did you call Finland? I called, called Finland. Finland. I called okay. Finland and I called France and I called the final. Um, yes, I'm. Oh looking- my god! I'm so sorry. I have to do this just for one second. Kevin Amos at French nationals. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was my God. It was what crazy. Oh, it was Andrea. It was the worst 
program I've ever seen. And that's not me being critical. It was like, he just, he didn't even do all his jumps. Like he like walked through a couple of them. He fell on a spin. spin. It was like, what do you think happened? Because he had, we don't know. Didn't he have like the world's greatest free skate at skate America? Was it? Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I remember seeing, um, um, Sylvia, at, you know, his coach afterwards and, and mm-hmm. John, they were like, oh, you know, like they know that he has that. They know that he has the has has right. whatever he needs to do that. And then to see him at the Grand Prix final was was painful. Mm-hmm. To watch. It's hard to watch. But I wonder if there's something I wonder if there's an injury that we don't know about or. Yeah, I think everybody is wondering that because it does seem so unlike him to have two two competitions in a row that are like this because like Andrea you called the Grand Prix final so you're talking about how that yeah. was rough yeah. and then he went to French Nationals the following week and it was even worse a hundred times worse oh. it was it was that yeah. makes me so sad that makes yeah. me so sad Ugh. yeah I mean my outside perspective of and you know and I hope nothing's like wrong but yeah. he seems like like he really rides with emotion and I feel that like the Grand Prix final and his nationals were so close together. And yeah. it, when you're Kevin Amos competing at French nationals, it's almost irrelevant of how you place because of how you have placed throughout the whole season. Right. That I think that like when there wasn't anything for him to fight for, he just totally lost the fight and you'd have to imagine something else might be at play and i hope it's not too serious but it was it was terrible it was so bad oh when was that yeah like the week last week it was like thursday maybe i i think i remember watching it on thursday japanese nationals of japanese nationals or this week this week wow yeah i mean that men's event is going to be nuts so is the women's actually women too yeah 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 well it's just yeah uh, you know, and I, so it's interesting when you, when you brought up the Russian women, because I thought, are you surprised that none of them have left Russia and said, okay, I'm going to go and compete for another country? Like, I'm going to go and like, are you surprised at that? I, I would think that somebody would do, people do that all the time. They change countries all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I, do, I just don't know enough about like what's going on within Russian like, like what skating. it would take to do that. Yeah. yeah. What it would take, but also like what kind of maybe social stigma or pressure exists around them to stay. Or if there's even like the government kind of being involved in making sure that doesn't happen. Like I have no idea what to make okay. of that. I saw something on Instagram and I'm sure you guys saw it and it made me so happy. I don't know who the other two women were you guys know but it was mm-hmm. medvedeva was in the front and they were they had um, martini glasses and they were dancing oh. and the this the, the uh, behind them said we are slavic girls and i was like yeah they were, they were like having <laughs> so much fun and i thought <laughs> they were at a party or doing something and they just looked so happy and i thought oh great there is life after skating in russia for these young I know. women. It's I relieving to see. Really happy. Yeah, it is. I it's know like, that one of the girls the was, um, yeah, I know that one of the girls was Konstantinova. I'm trying to remember who the third girl was, but yes, they look like they're having just like a blast. Right? Like they had yes. a life. They had a life and I thought, oh, yay. I'm so happy. It made me really happy. Yeah. But I think part of the reason why you haven't seen skaters leave Russia, because I think that they expect that at any moment, like they'll just be allowed back in competition. And so once you like ha- say, I'm going to switch a country, you have to sit out of competition for two years. So if anybody at this point, if you've competed in from like your last international yeah, representing yeah. Russia, um, I mean, then, you, you, but you know, you have skaters like Gubanova, who's Russian and like even at Europeans when she won last year representing Georgia was like I was I was only there once and I can't wait to go back and it's like you know (laughs) so there are those skaters um and they've benefited from not I love my country so much (laughs) that I've been one time and it was lovely which is I had the best lunch in my new country (laughs) (laughs) I love my new country (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you know, it's easy to laugh at, but I mean, gosh, can you imagine? I mean, how hard it must be to, you know, be in that part of the world and try and, I don't know. It's yeah. Yeah. And, and hard, harder probably for, for single skaters. I think that maybe, maybe a, you know, a, a, a dance team would have more longevity and maybe they can continue to skate until they're older. And so maybe changing a country would be a little bit easier or a little more doable. I don't know. Maybe even like there's a light at the end of the tunnel that if you don't make it through this Olympic cycle, you'll still be able to, maybe things will be resolved and you'll skate in the next one. Who are you looking forward to seeing at nationals? Well, in addition to the Jersey girls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Which Isabeau is a part of, isn't she also yeah, in New Jersey? Yeah, she is a Jersey girl yeah. as well. A trio of Jersey girls, which oh, is wow. very oh, wow. exciting. Yes. Um, I mean, you know, I love the dance event, Andrea. Um, yes. So I'm excited to see, uh, you know, you said Maddie and Evan. I'm not sure if we are expecting Caitlin and John Luke to compete, but they're entered. Oh, I hope boy. I miss can... them. I miss them. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Um, so, you know, hopefully they're healthy enough that they can be there. That would be really exciting. I love um, Emily Azingas and Vadim Kolesnik, yeah. um, Igor's little team. I love them there. I think they're so good. Um, and Tanith and Charlie have three great teams that they're coaching. Um, yeah. Carrera and Ponomary, like it's a it's a really strong dance field of like a lot of teams that have unique, distinct identities that will be fun to watch. Yeah, and you know what? I know. I think that I'm going to make a bold prediction. I feel like in the pairs event, there will be a pair that steps up and has gives us a really great nationals performance. Oh, I hope so. To a national I title. So. I mean, now is the Who? time to do it, right? Now is the time. It it would be the correct time to do it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a nice time to do it, yeah. Somebody needs to call all the Paris teams and say, you know, it's wide open. This is like yours for the taking. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? And I think that's, I think somebody's going to step up because truly the door is so wide open. It yeah. could be anybody that Definitely. I think that, you know, there's not this like, oh my God, it's never been like this before, like it's it's they're ready they're re- somebody's going yes, to step yes. into the moment speaking, i believe speaking of paris though like my one of my favorite human beings out there these days is diana stellato i mean come on oh, how yeah. how much fun is that that story is so unbelievable and mm-hmm. so great and she when well that was remember when we talked to her at skate america sarah you know she just yeah she just has this this energy around her that is so I don't know. It's almost like she's got this body armor on too. Like, like I am not, I am not going to fail. I am going yeah. to, you know, I might fall and I might not get everything perfectly, but I am not, I am, I'm going to get up. I'm going to be, she's, she's just incredible. I, I, I love her spirit. I love her fight. I love her story. I love that she's old. Well, older, older, not, not as Speaking old as <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, um, I don't know if you've been listening to our podcast week to week, but in a couple in the last couple of weeks, Adam has been spreading a rumor or a, a prophecy, if you will, mm-hmm. that he thinks I, I'm also not religious, but I am spreading prophecy, <laughs> just like Andrea. Wait, about uh, who? About he, Aliona Savchenko coming back? No, which is I think just... she will. It's a rumor. I've started based <laughs> oh. on. 30 second clips on Instagram. I love that rumor and I could see it. I knew you would. I can see it. I can see it, right? Me too. Oh, I can see well, it. Well, I feel like she, it, there's got to be a part of, like, we, I mean, all three of us have met Eliona, like such a force, competitive, like, and I feel like she must be seeing what Deanna's doing and yes. thinking, I don't have to be done if I don't want to be done. Yes. And I can do, and I can even do better than that. I can do, you know, so yeah, if we know her, all these she's people, thinking that, yeah. I'm remembering, oh, yeah. I'm remembering when she won her gold medal. And I remember that interview. And anytime I had ever interviewed her before, I was always a little afraid of her. And like, she scared me a little bit. Rightfully was, like, so. Like I would, yeah, that's correct. Like, I would stand back just a little bit just to make sure that <laughs> No, because she was so fierce. This is how I always felt about um, Ksenia Stolbova. <laughs> 
always afraid of her. <laughs> right, right. So I, so you know, so I was always like a teeny bit intimidated by her, um, be, of her because she was so fierce and um, tiny but fierce. And um, when she won her gold medal, I'm telling you that interview. I would love to see that again. I felt like that was one of one of the most fun and she was so emotional. It was so spectacular. And the other one, and th- that was all Pyeongchang, right? Was that Pyeongchang? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then, then the other one was um, Medvedeva when she won the silver and not the gold and she came off and, and, and they said, well, go ahead and interview her. And I start talking to her and I almost started weeping because she was so, she said, I gave my heart and my soul everything else I had. And she was so animated. And I'm I'm standing there and I'm practically weeping listening to her because it was just such an incredible moment for her to be so open about how much what what she did out there and how she left every, you know, using a cliche, left everything she had out on the ice and, you know, have nothing left to give. And I thought, oh, my mm-hmm. God, like, you know, come home with me, come home and live in our house like this. Is, that, <laughs> and you know, now she lives with you. Those fun, emotional <laughs> interviews, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's so fun when you get because I feel like in skating, not just in skating, in a lot of sports in order to maintain their sort of competitive focus and edge and whatever, a lot of athletes will try to keep their emotions or true feelings close to the vest. And it's not necessarily because they don't trust you, the interviewer. It's like a tactic in their own mind. Adam, stop me if I'm wrong, but I think it's an act of self preservation of like, I can't let this be bigger than I I'm making it. And yeah. I can't be happy. I can't be sad. I just need to keep this like level mindedness. Yeah. And it's just an act of, I think athletes do it as a way to just not freak out. Yeah. And that's what makes yeah. it so special when you get an interview like that, where all the emotion does come out because yeah. you can see all of what they've been holding sure. back and holding yeah. in yeah. to try to win or whatever it may be. And that's, you know what, that's why, um, that's why we all keep coming back. I mean, that's why you keep working. That's why you, you know, that's, you know, cause, because you just never know what's going to happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just, and those moments, I mean, even the moments that aren't as exciting are still fabulous, right? Because you're, you're standing there. My feeling is, is that I'm always standing there with somebody who has just done something, even, even if it's Kevin Amos and he's had a horrible skate, he's still done something that I could never do. Like he's still mm-hmm. really- incredible athlete, an incredible Mm -hmm. performer. And, you know, so for me to be in the presence of that kind of uh, in that world, to be able to share your world, Adam, you know, is really, it's just, I feel lucky. I feel really, really lucky to be part of that. I mean, we feel so lucky that you're a part of it. Uh. Been to 16 (laughs) Olympics. We hope that you're at 16 more plus. (laughs) As I go go with my walker. (laughs) I'll be pushing the chair. I'll be wheeling you out to set. I mean, Andrew's ready. I'm going to, I'm going to give you young people one piece of advice. So what I noticed there, there are two things like that. I, that I learned from looking at all the pictures of the, um, of the hall of fame. First of all, no one tells you when you get older, there's no such thing as a cute cry. Don't cry. Don't ever show emotion. Once you get past 50 years old, because it's not, (laughs) it is not pretty. Bottle it up. Okay. The other thing, the other Note thing is taken. That Go on. You have to, you have to, you really, you, you have to pay attention to your posture. I saw mm-hmm. a couple pictures of myself and I looked like my mother and I was like, uh, uh, you know, like I just looked, I just looked all bent over and I thought, oh my God, I always think I look so good for my age. I mean, I'm 69, I'm old, you know, and I always think like, I, I feel like I look pretty good. And, and I saw a couple of pictures where I was holding this, the thing that was really heavy and I was kind of bent over the award. And I thought, Oh man, I am. Wait till you see me at nationals. I am going to be standing up straight. Um, <laughs> You're going to look like Misty Copeland. <laughs> Back straight. And I'm going to wear a tutu. Uh huh. <laughs> well, I feel like I don't have great posture as it is. Like, and you're making me, and I've always been Aren't a little bit conscious it of it. And yeah. I'm sometimes I do see it in photos and I'm like, why am I like bent over like that? Mm-hmm. I need to think about it more. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that, those are the two things. My two, my two little aging tips for you young so people. Those, those, are, are, those of you who come to nationals, if you see us sitting in the booth or whatever, it, with like, bad let posture. us know if our posture is, 
is not right. We want to know. Or hopefully what they'll see is that we all look like we have ironing boards in our backs and that we're all sitting up really straight because of Yes. (laughs) It's the reminder. That's what you're going to see. I'll do, I'll do for you guys what my mom used to do to me. Like I'd be in the middle of a conversation with her and well, we're not on video, so people can't see it. But my mom would just, as I was talking, she would just put her shoulders way back and lift her head up and without saying a word, just let me know you're not standing up straight, you know? And Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that is cold blooded. I know. Right. Right. (laughs) So I'm going to do that to you guys. As I walk by, I'm just going to Put my shoulders back and just remind oh me. This will be my version of listening to a weekly segment on taxidermy. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Andrew doing her weekly segment on taxidermy yet again. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea, I know that Adam wanted to ask you this. And now that we've buttered you up for an hour, maybe we'll, we will have, um, uh, convinced you to answer one particular way but you cover a lot of sports you've done a ton of sports yes what is your favorite one figure skating uh, there it is yeah no wow. I, I will tell you that when when I did when I did college football um you know I loved college football when I did the NBA I would say that my top three my top four would be um I, I love doing the NBA uh, I loved college football and I love tennis and I still love covering tennis, but there's something about figure skating that, I don't know, it's so familial. It's, it's, it's a family. And, and for me to have done it for so many years and see now, Adam, you're, you know, you're choreographing programs and I see you, you know, sitting with a skater or I see Jenny and Todd, you know, I, I mean, I, I remember when they competed. And so to see skaters then become, you know, Charlie mm-hmm. and Tam, you know, to, to watch people progress and go into a different part of the sport and, and to know them forever and to know them since they were juniors, to me, it just feels like we're all in this family. And that's my favorite thing about going to nationals is that you go back and Brian Boitano's there and people are just happy to see each other. And they might oh, be. Brian Boitano, be- by the way, is one of Andrea's biggest fans. The two of you with drinks in your hand is a lethal combination. <laughs> it's a sight to be seen. It is, but but for me though, I mean, I it's it is funny because you know, everybody hugs and we're all so happy to see each other. And sure, you know, you might walk away and they might be talking about you, but it, it doesn't matter. It's and if there is dysfunction, it's our dysfunction, you know, if there is any, you know, and it's and we we own it. And I sort of it's I, I feel like I, I can still do my job and I feel like I'm I'm not so close to everyone that I can't do my job, but I do love just the atmosphere, just the way that people are in figure skating is so, you know, the drama, the drama and, mm-hmm. and just the kindness, people are truly kind to each other. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, I, you know, I said it in the speech, I said, you know, the, the people I work with at NBC, Sarah and you know, everyone else, you know, would, we're, this is, this is another extension of my family. And, you know, you get to spend all this time together and you, um, you get to know people and, uh, other sports I've done, you know, it's not not quite the same. Not quite the same that you have that that closeness, and you know, it's fabulous. One of the stories I didn't get to tell um, in my speech that because I, I didn't want to go too long. But when um, when we were in Pyeongchang, my brother, my younger brother, had been diagnosed with cancer, and Terry, Johnny, Tara, and Scott Hamilton all volunteered. Said, "Can we send him a message? Can we send him? A, you know?" And they mm-hmm. and they all they all recorded a message, a video message for my brother to, for me to send to him in the hospital. And, you know, to this day, he can't even talk about it without crying because it meant the world to him. But, you know, you know what it's like when you're there, you're so busy and everybody's scrambling around and, you know, getting their Mm -hmm. makeup, their hair and everything else. And, and that, that meant something to, that was important to them to do, you know? So, you know, it's, it's our team, it's the skaters, it's the coaches, you know, you sort of feel like you have this, I don't know. I, and I'm not, and honestly, I'm not saying it because we're, I, d- I do love covering tennis. I love tennis. Um, but, um, but figure skating is, you know, feels like family. It, it, that actually is so true for all of the drama that's in it. It's yeah. like all feels very within the family. And I know that like, you know, I haven't competed in a, a while, but all of my friends from skating, my good friends, I, I'm still good friends with them. They're, you yes. meet some of the best, best people in figure skating. Yes, yes. It's, and some of the worst. 
and some of the worst. And that's <laughs> how you know that they're the, some of the best. I, but that's, I think that's one of my favorite things, too, is like everything that you just said is completely true. It's so familial. It's so like warm. And I love going to an event like I I it's so like that. But I think it's also the best because of like the characters of it. It has like this Absolutely. sort of movie quality of like there are heroes Absolutely. and villains and doping and skating programs about doping and like no, it's the drama just, it's the yeah. drama. Yes. you know it is it is i remember even back in the day when evan lysacek and johnny weir were di- didn't care for each other i mean there was no love lost there right and and mm-hmm. and, and our and our old um producer uh, david michaels says to me he said i need you to put them on the couch together and interview them together. And I said, they're not going to do that. I said, I'm not doing that. I, you know, I, I, that's so not, you know, my jam to like make people uncomfortable and everything else. And, you know, of course, Johnny was completely happy to do it. You know, Evan, of not course, so and, you know, <laughs> and, you know, because, because Johnny, because Johnny wanted to see if Evan was going to feel uncomfortable or whatever, you know, but whatever it was, but even that, even Johnny is too good. Johnny he is, is hilarious. He's yes. he is. But even that, I remember I said, okay, I'm putting them on either side of me because I just, you know, and Evan was here and Johnny was here. But Evan still did Evan did it. He came to play. He did it. He wasn't happy about it, but he did it. And Johnny did. And I thought, you know, there was a part of me that when we were done, I just wanted to put my arms around both of them and say, can't we all just get along? I mean, <laughs> Like, you know, with, with Tanya and Nancy, can't we just all, but, but, it, but that ends up being part of this bigger family that there's going to be somebody who's going to disappoint someone. And there's going to be somebody who's going to make somebody mad. But at the end of the day, you sort of feel like you're all on the same team somehow. I don't know. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's, you know, it's, it's too much fun, really. It's really too much fun. <laughs> Well, we love having too much fun with you. And thank you. We're so happy that you came on the podcast today because we just wanted to celebrate you. (laughs) Well, I told, yes. And I told Adam, I was like, we need to be the, the, the main journalistic outlet to report on Andrea's induction into the sports broadcasting (laughs) hall of fame. We need to be the first journalist on the scene. Yes. First on the scene. (laughs) And I hope that we are. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I'm, you know, somebody said, oh, are you still, you know, are you, you know, do you have an afterglow of the, you know, and I said, I have not stopped smiling. And you know what, I'm going to take that smile to my grave, because it was a great night. It was beyond anything I ever could imagine. And I will tell you one other thing. I got I'm so critical of myself, like every time I do an interview, anytime I do anything when I do, especially when I do play by play for figure skating, I think I get done and I go, you know, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have said that. I should have asked that question. Why did I say it that way? I got done with my speech and I walked off that stage and I thought, I freaking nailed it. I knew. Yeah, you did. (laughs) For the first time in my life. It took a long time, took 40 years in the business. But for the first time I got off the stage and I thought, I don't need a do-over. I'm really happy with the way that went. So there you go. I can die. There you go. (laughs) By the way, before we go, speaking of figure skating family, we have a new baby in our family, the run-through family. Oh, yes. Baby Rosie was born on Wednesday of last week. Yes, Yes, of course, she was born on the date of an episode being released. Um, because she's she, our biggest fan already. She yes. is beautiful. She's mommy's biggest fan. Yes, she she's, she actually is a beautiful. beautiful baby. Yes. I hope Ashley has a chance to listen then to this because we send her all of our love and I send her all my love. Oh my gosh. She's a beautiful little baby and lucky to have Ashley as a mom. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. We're so excited. We're so yeah. excited to meet. And we think. Will she bring her to nationals? We think so. <gasps> we hope. We hope. So. So getting Let's to Columbus see. is not easy, but it might not be horrible <laughs> from Boston, right? She's coming from Boston. Mm-hmm. She might be able to get there. Oh I'll yeah. I'll pick her up in a car. I'll drive her. I'll drive I'll, I'll drive her to <laughs> I'll drive her to Columbus. <laughs> Nothing oh, would be oh, safer. That is, that is a road trip that I would love to be part of. <laughs> Maybe we should all drive. <laughs> Andrea, Ashley, and Ashley's baby. Oh yeah. Me driving. I would do it. I would drive her in a heartbeat if she didn't want to get in a plane. Although putting a baby on a plane is much easier than, you know, it's easier to travel with them at that age than it is when they get older. So, but yeah, so hopefully that, hopefully yeah. that we, 
can get that to happen because Adam and I just really want to meet her. So we're like, mm-hmm. she has to come. You have to come. She has to come. Everybody has to come. Everyone has yes. to come. Everyone yeah. needs to Columbus be in Columbus, is the Ohio. Place to be. <laughs> yes. Columbus. Yes. Um. Well, Andrea, thank you so much. We love you with our we full love you. heart. Love you we guys. Love you know I love you. you guys. You know I love you both. Um. And congratulations. It, you are so deserving. I think. You know what? I I take back what I said in the beginning that you're not a star. I do think you're a star. <laughs> Fine. I've said it, and it took me an hour, and it's all right. It took me an hour, but I got around to it. Um, but yeah, we love you. Thank you so much for doing. I'm going to podcast. repeat that. I'm going to repeat that. Well, Adam said I'm a star. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that that holds a lot of weight. It holds a lot of weight. It does with my friends. <laughs> you guys are great. To, you guys are great to have me. Thank you so much, and thank you for doing this podcast because I I've listened and I think it's so much fun and it's just. It's a it's a blast to listen to. Um, I think some some episodes have more information than others. Um, <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. How dare you? But they're okay. all entertaining. But they're all entertaining. <laughs> well, yeah. we have such a good time. We can't wait till Ashley's back. Congratulations to Rosie, our now fourth member of the team. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Congratulations to Rosie on having two nightmares of an aunt and uncle in Adam and me. <laughs> yes. You deserve <laughs> oh, it, no, girly. She's a lucky little girl. She is lucky. She is well, lucky. Andrea, thank you so much. We love you. Everybody, Thanks, we will see you soon. We'll talk love to you, you later. Guys. Bye. Bye.